Hey, there we go. It's been recording for a minute, so this is this has just been weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're nailing it so far this morning. Hundred percent. This is this has been a great day. Computers <laughs> deciding to be slow. Can't tell when the recording starts. <laughs> I was like sitting here. I was like, does he want me to start the show? My should. Hey guys, welcome to the Skates to Threads podcast. This is your host Chris Patton, and as always, I'm here with my friend and compadre dakota lashak dakota say hello to the good people namaste my people namaste it's been a minute man how was your uh how was your holiday it was good man very busy but good um went and had dinner with my uh grandparents and my nieces and hung out at my aunt's house it was a good time overall how about you man how was your holiday hell yeah man my holiday was great you know did the uh you know, saw hung out with uh, my girlfriend's family, and then got really high afterwards. So I mean, it was a great <laughs> holiday. Shouldn't you do it before, like in well, preparation I mean, of the food? <laughs> yeah, but then I, I don't know. I like to I like to balance it out. <laughs> uh, if I did that, I would have to balance my ass a nap for like three days, especially <laughs> after eating all that food for sure. Yeah, that's that's a food coma for sure. So I guess we're going to get right into this. We'll start it out, and I'm going to let you run the rest of the show. But I figured I might as well set you up for this one because uh, it's about one of your favorite people in the entire world. Someone that you have berated multiple occasions on this show. Uh, Mike Babcock gets fired. Kind of saw it coming with the struggles the Leafs are having. Uh, The players seem like they haven't been really responding to him very well. This is kind of even going back to, let's say, middle of last year with Matthews kind of complaining about how much time he was playing, etc. And then we get news kind of coming from everywhere, and some from very large stars, such as uh, Chris Chelios, uh, specifically talking about uh, kind of how much of a dick Babcock can be. So uh, if you want to, go ahead and go into some of your thoughts about this and and uh, what you think about the Leafs and, and where they're currently at. You know what? Without Mike Babcock, the Leafs are an okay team. Um, I, I mean, they, they tapped a pretty good guy to replace him. Uh, I think Shelby – Sheldon? Sheldon or Shelby? One of the two. Um, I think his last name is Foot or – it's something. It's something weird. Anyway, I was looking up the guy's history. He uh, had a bit of a – yeah, player owner coach situation where he bought a team that was struggling and brought it to greatness. So, uh, like, yeah, so just for everyone out there, it's Sheldon Keefe. Um, Sheldon Keefe. God damn, I knew it was something like that. And if I'm trying to, rem- if I remember correctly, I think he actually worked for Toronto in their minor league system as well. Yeah. Kind of stepping in as an interim role. Yes, indeed he did. All right, but. Sheldon Keefe, best of luck to you. I have no hard feelings towards you or that team ever. It was just to the the, the fucking douche nozzle known as Mike Babcock. And I knew I hated this guy for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess your hate it. your hate's not uh your hate seems a little just now yes. <laughs> with some of these things coming out. I th- I think the biggest the, the most shocking one uh, was Chris Shelley. Oh, yeah, I thought Jonathan Franzen, too. Yeah, well, Chelios is the one that kind of came out and, and talked about basically everything that was going on um, with that Fran, uh, Franzen situation. Um, yeah. 
apparently he you know he he berated him very very uh very badly and, and it caused a deep set depression and uh if anyone's out there that followed the red wings it you know Jonathan Fran- Franzen was a, a really good goal scorer and, and kind of at the time was they thought that he was going to be kind of their next, I would say, Zetterberg. Um, unfortunately, with some concussions and different injuries, it, it really derailed his career. And, and now we're finding out seems like maybe some of that played into how Babcock treated Franzen. Um, but he described him and I quote, the worst person I have ever met. <laughs> So <laughs> loving terms. I bet you, I bet you he gets a really nice birthday card every year. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, God damn. This is, there's, there's several situations going on in the NHL right now with, uh, with coaches and shenanigans and things like that. But, uh, yeah, this is just a real, takes a real special kind of person to, uh, make a player go to his breaking point, you know? That's uh, that's real cool. But now, obviously, he's gonna end up somewhere because he's fucking Mike Babcock, and some team's gonna think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, <laughs> really hoping it's not the Devils, man, because I, I, you know what? I don't mind watching them, but God, if Babcock's the coach, I won't watch it. I'm sorry. Uh, I, hopefully that is not the case. I think that there are some other coaches <clears throat> who will probably soon to be released from their different scenarios and we're going to get into that a little later that might fit the devils a little better than mike babcock i actually think it might be a while before mike uh is able to get a job back in the nhl just because uh when you have hall of fame let you know hall of fame legend chris chelios coming out and and saying terrible things about you as a person it doesn't really justify you know teams wanting to bring you in especially he's already known as someone that veteran players don't want to play with and i can't even imagine like the relationship him and PK Subban would have. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like Subban's kind of already known as uh, some, and he hasn't been with the devils, but I know in in previous locker rooms, he's been known as kind of uh, can be a troublemaker. Yeah. He's a renegade man. That's the type of player. So putting him, putting him in a locker room with Mike Babcock, I think Mike Babcock might end up legitimately getting murdered or something. (laughs) Yeah. Finally snapping and revealing to the world that he is, in fact, an orc or some other Middle-Earth creature wearing a human mask. Yeah, like, and, and I mean, another thing that Mike, like, another one of the things that Mike Babcock done is he never gave Mike Madonna his 1,500th career game. He just scratched him for his final three seasons of the contract. God, uh, what a dick. <laughs> so, literally, Mike Madonna is sitting at 1,499 career games. Um, there's a few other, like Chelio said that he was benched in his own hometown in the Chicago winter classic game. So he just sat on the bench and drunk beer the entire time, which I thought was pretty great. <laughs> uh, and, and then also, I believe it was, uh, Marner, right? Marner watch, Marner watch, uh, Marner came out and said that he wanted like Mac, Mike Babcock made him do this ridiculous list. And he thought it was just kind of a personal thing that he was going to give Mike Babcock of who gives the most effort on the team. Oh, what a piece of shit. And like, right. So he wanted him to label where at on the team, how much effort he puts forth, who gives the most effort in and out, I guess on a nightly basis. And he probably just assumed this was like, kind of like a, you know, a 
a performance review of yourself. You know, you ever had one of those, like a, a, yeah. a self-job review or whatever? I'm assuming that's what I would have thought. But no, Mike Babcock just like goes into the locker room with all the boys and just starts reading out what, what Marner labeled them as as far as effort goes. Oh this guy's a legitimate Disney Channel original movie bully. That is yeah, what he and, is. And I mean, I think we are seeing that this shit's starting to get pointed out around the league. And I mean, yeah. with the younger players and the way the game has changed, I don't really think that there's room for this shit anymore. Mm. Um, oh, man. And, and you can kind of see that, you know, it's changing. So, yeah, I, I would be surprised if Mike Babcock gets a team. You know, I, it's probably going to be a lot like Tortorella, where Tortorella was out of the league for two years, and then someone decides, hey, this is the best coach available. Maybe we'll give Mike Babcock a, a, a call. Now, you know, he is a former Stanley Cup coach. Um, Unfortunately. Multiple gold medals, I want to say. I know at least one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like that he's... While it sounds like he is actually kind of a bully and, and maybe a terrible coach to play for as far as like what he does and, and his ability to make teams perform over the years, it seems like it's worked. But on countless occasions, like I said, we've heard uh, accounts of players specifically saying like no veteran player wants to play for him. Uh, so it's surprising that Datsuk and Henry uh, Zetterberg and uh, Lidstrom and, uh, you know, some of the other long ter- long time, I should say, Detroit players uh made it as long as they have and it, it like i said we haven't seen anyone like lidstrom or zetterberg come out and really say anything i would be kind of curious if uh if you could get an interview with Datsuk now that he's in the khl talking about babcock i'm sure he would have some some interesting stories for sure that's stockholm syndrome man you can't get to him i spent <laughs> too much time with him well i mean i guess we kind of mentioned it so we might as well go into it uh new jersey devils they fire John Hines. We kind of seen this coming. We were actually asking for it. If you listen to uh, some of our previous podcasts, our coach, <laughs> that was like five podcast episodes ago. Here, <laughs> saying fire Hines. Um, it's just okay. So we'll just start with what happened to the Devils last weekend. Um, so they won a game on Thanksgiving night against the Montreal six four. Um. Blackwood had to stop like 42 shots, I want to say, even in that game. And the defense looked bad. It's just, unfortunately, Price had a really bad night for the Canadians, and the Devils ended up squeaking the win. They come in and they play the Rangers. And I, let's see, I believe that game was 4 0, if I'm remembering correctly. I tried to block out of my head because it was so bad. Um, <laughs> let me pull up the score here. Uh, yeah, so. The big, the glaring thing that happened in this game, um, probably the the standout. Yeah, the last game was 4-0. That was uh, November 30th. Um, they had previously beat the Rangers earlier in the year. Obviously, I think the Rangers have gotten a lot better, but they're not they're not what I would call like a top tier team. They're not like the Washington Capitals or the Boston Bruins. Uh, so the Devils actually failed to convert on eight power plays. Eight. They went How? 0 and 8. How? <laughs> and like allowed even... two shorthanded goals. Oh my god. Like, even statistics are on your side, and you still managed to fuck it up. <laughs> yes. Well, not only fuck it up, but, like, fuck it up 
in both the JJ and the butthole. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, they went for the DP on that with no lube at all. So <laughs> you guys are, <laughs> man, like I'm, I'm waiting for Ottawa to like win their like random couple of games to overtake them because you can't get any lower than you have. Ottawa uh, 17 points and you yeah, guys I mean, have like 22. <laughs> Yeah, I, like the it, the only thing that's keeping the Devils from being in last place is the fact that Detroit is also a dumpster fire. Uh, the differences between Ottawa and Detroit and the Devils are the Devils actually have pieces to be a decent team. Yeah, exactly. They just <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something something in the water or uh, it's it's probably that Newark water. Um, for being honest here. <laughs> Uh, I just, I, I, I don't get it, man. Like this is they, a, that uh, should be incredible. And yet they're just not firing at all. So they, they fire, uh, Nazardine is the new coach. He, he, which funny enough was the special teams coach of the team to begin with. So if you were firing him because of the Rangers game, <laughs> maybe not the best decision <laughs> to replace him with the guy. Love what you're doing. Let's do it more up top. Uh, Devils have looked better the last two games. I believe they went into, they lost in shootout last night. Um, I guess the, the larger story is with this firing, uh, the, the hall trade rumors also started swirling. And I, I kind of thought this was going to be a problem throughout the season, especially if the Devils didn't get off to a hot start um, because they just, they never got this contract done. And I believe even when we first started this show, it's like, they got to get the Hall contract done. It needs to be done before the beginning of the season. they got to get it done. If they can get it done, they should get it done now. Um, so, well, it's not done. <laughs> Shero is actively shopping Hall. And there's some destinations that he could possibly fall in and potential. Um, and, I, you know, if, if Hall gets traded, you have to think that, that someone like Wayne Simmons is probably also going to get moved towards the trade deadline. I think there'll be a few others that will probably follow suit. But I guess the big question is, what team do you think you could possibly or potentially see Taylor Hall going to? Um, you know, he's only two seasons removed from being an MVP. And uh, what kind of return do you think that might garner? Well, it's tough to say. I mean, uh, there's, I could see him going to maybe Chicago. I think that'd be a, that'd be a pretty solid move for him. Um, you know, I, I don't see him going to one of the one of the top tier teams right now. I just I mean, yeah, he's two seasons removed from an MVP award, but I mean he's also not he's struggling this season. You know, and unfortunately that hurts trade value a little bit, but I mean, if he does get traded, I mean I can see him going for a couple of draft picks, maybe a first or second round draft pick. Yeah, I I think the big the biggest rumors that are floating around is the Colorado Avalanche, the Edmonton Oilers, the Montreal Canadiens, or the St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues have started showing up simply because Vladimir Tarasenko is pretty much going to be out. Yeah. So that would explain why he would be showing up there as he does provide some scoring. Though he has not been able to hit the fucking back of the net to save his life this season, so I don't. Well, I I didn't want to. I I mean, I just wanted to say he was struggling. We didn't have to put it in all those words. <laughs> uh, as a Devils fan, I'm allowed to put it in those words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, 
the big thing is is like what is it what is his trade value is his trade value based on his ceiling which is mvp caliber player or is it based on the fact that he was injured last year and i would say underperformed as much of the devils have um through the season and then if you look at it that way what's the return i'm i'm i've personally assuming that it's going to be a prospect and probably either a first or second rounder, depending on what prospect they get. Um, the Canadians make a lot of sense. They have a ton of cap space. They it just, I don't think it's really going to help them on the defensive end, which is where they need more help. Uh, it would definitely help on the scoring end. Um, and one that I saw floated around there that I think actually it does fit a lot of holes, and they, they actually have some good defensive prospects they could move to the Devils, which would be uh, the Dallas Stars. That would be a good. That would be a good trade, actually. So and the team that's right there on the edge of the, they're first in the wild card too. Seems like they're finally, uh, finally clicking in. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately for them, it seems like, and I, I don't want to talk out of, out of school, so to speak, but uh, Jamie Ben has been struggling himself this season, and kind of was last year as well. He doesn't seem like he is the same goal scoring threat. See, still a solid two way player, but he's. Some have been saying that he's kind of lost his edge. Do you see that at all? Or, I mean, that would that would lead to bringing in someone like Hall is going to help you with scoring, especially you know if he's on the on the ice with Taylor Tyler Sagan. Yeah, maybe it'd be good for him to have uh have some good veteran guys around him, um, as opposed to um, unfortunately New Jersey, it's just kids now. Maybe that's what it is. See, I can't even make that excuse because his MVP season, he played on the line with Nico Heischer, which would have been his rookie year. Yeah, so but was he? Did he also have two other rookies there? Or? I mean, he's on the top line, so yeah. I mean, there's only one other forward. I'm trying to. I think uh, if I remember, Paul Mary played wing on that line, uh, but she still plays on a wing with Paul Mary now. So that it's the only difference is you're switching height Heischer for Hughes in certain situations. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I can't really make that excuse for him. It'd be nice to be able to make that excuse, but uh, unfortunately, I think he's just had some bad luck. Lots of post shots, uh, big goalie saves. One that I can think of that shows up on basically every NHL save reel right now is that Connor Hart save on that huge snipe. Uh, I, I still don't know how he blocked that. It was absolutely fucking incredible. But just a lot of stuff like that. He's just had <laughs> a I'm lot gonna, of breakaways. I'm going to... I'm going to hold off on my uh, my reaction to the Carter Hart thing because I've got a lot to talk about with the Philadelphia Flyers, but uh, I'm going to say I'm going to carve out some time for that. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into them since we're we're hanging out in the, the Metropolitan. Uh, this team came from sixth place up to third place. They are three points behind the New York Islanders and nine points off the Capitals. Um, the Capitals have just been playing fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they're good catching the Islanders. Um, the crazy thing is all of these teams are performing so well, but like they can't make any ground because the Capitals refuse to lose. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's going to it's not this season's not going to be a battle for first. It's going to be a battle for uh, second, third and the wild cards, which right now the Flyer the Flyers are winning over the Senators, which they fucking better after losing to them last time. Um because right now they are they stand at 37 points. Pittsburgh's right behind them with 36 points, and they play the Red Wings tonight. Uh, but if the Flyers win this, 
they're they're still going to be a step ahead. Carolina's right behind them. But the funny thing is, New York, New York has crawled its way all the way up to just outside the wild card periphery too. And that's a team I think you got to watch out for. I think I can see them taking either Pittsburgh or Carolina's place uh, if they keep playing the way. Uh, teams that aren't a threat that I just is kind of surprising. It's the big three ones. Uh, Toronto, Tampa, and Columbus are just, they're having struggles this season. Uh, I know Tampa Bay is definitely one I'm most shocked about because after that incredible season last year, that's weird to see them not playing the way that they usually do. Um, Toronto, obviously, just having some struggles. We've we've touched on that a lot. Uh, what do you think about Columbus, though? This is a... Do you think last season was kind of a one and done thing if they had just the right players in the right spot or it kind of seemed like an aberration of what that team actually is when you go down and look at their actual their roster. Yeah. Um and they didn't really add any huge pieces over the offseason that I can think of right offhand. Um I I'm pretty sure they're going to probably finish either 7th or 6th. I'm the, the Devils at this point, like I said, I I think that thing is just going to be a fire sell. Like yeah. lots of trades and probably finding a coach. Um, but I could easily see them just sitting right where they're at. Uh, the, with Tampa, Tampa still has time to easily make their way back up. I mean, they're only... I mean, they're at know, 29 points. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're sitting in sixth place, but they're only three points out of second place from the Canadians. The Canadians also have not been performing um, very well as of late. Specifically, Carey Price has been having some troubles in net. Yeah, they I would sent, say so. They sent down uh, Keith Kincaid, former Devil, sent him down through waivers to the AHL. I'm actually surprised no one picked him up because he, as far as a backup goes, he's pretty solid. Um, they have more problems than just their goaltending. Uh, outside of Shea Weber, their defenses look shaky at best. So I, I easily could see Lightning ending up, you know, finishing in second place. Uh, I don't think anyone's catching the Bruins in that division. That's I don't think anyone's catching the Bruins, and I don't think anyone's catching Washington. Yeah. The only but, way people would catch the Bruins is if, like like we talked about, kind of, I think, either last week or, or, or the week before, unless Pasternak or Brad Marchand gets hurt, barring any kind of catastrophic thing like that, I just don't see anyone surpassing the Bruins in the Atlantic. No, it's just they're... Ah, every time I watch them, because as we've discussed before, my girlfriend's a Bruins fan... So we sit there and watch, and it's just that team. I've never seen such chemistry in all of their lines. It's ridiculous. Like their top line, their second line, even the third line, it's just I, they flow, and that's why they put goals up. Um, and they, we're gonna they, they, Oh, wait, they, go ahead. I was going to say that the other thing is the grid of that team refusing to kind of lose. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, they, they've had six overtime losses, but I can't remember how many games they've won in overtime. Yeah, I think they already have like ten overtime games in general. Yes, so they, you know they they're a bunch. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's crazy to watch them play. I mean, Rask looks solid in net so far. Um, Chara is back and seems to be playing pretty well. It's crazy to think about how old that guy is and, and the level he's still able to, able to play at. Yeah, and they just but, make them differently. They just make them differently. <laughs> <laughs> but your Flyers looking pretty good. I think you you're a shoe in for the 
wild card unless something like I said catastrophic happens. And also Claude Giroux seems to be turning on the rocket boots. It's about that time of year for him. Claude uh, Giroux. I know he scored a the butt toucher himself has scored a couple goal goals uh, <laughs> over the past past week or so. So uh, any any thoughts about the Flyers the way they're playing? I mean, like I. It's just it's good to see the team flowing the way they need to. Um, you know, Nolan Patrick still still not he's still dealing with his migraine disorder, but uh you know, it seems like the rest of the team has come and pick up that slack that he left behind and you know, it's it's good to see it happen and I can only see them doing just as good as they're doing. I mean, it's a solid team and we got a solid coach too, so but I wanted to move over to the Western Conference because I'm telling you, it's because our boy is there. But Arizona, they are like <laughs> almost dead even with Edmonton. No, it's 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 insane. This is a hey, surprise uh, team of the season. They really are a surprise. They did take a loss to Pittsburgh on their return. Phil Kessel's return to uh, Pittsburgh. They showed a nice little video package of Kessel there. I thought that was... I assumed that he would get booed, uh, but he didn't. No, they Pittsburgh. showed a nice, it's they showed a nice, man, not Philly. <laughs> <laughs> he showed a nice little video package, and I mean, he did win a cup there, so that was that was a cool moment watching him return. And you can, if if you want, it's on TSN. You can go see the video and everything. It was actually fun. They ended up taking a loss there, but yeah, they are a very surprising team. Seventeen, ten, and four, thirty-eight points, <clears throat> one point behind the Oilers, um, which. They, they're, you know, I, I think Vegas is rounding up third place, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have it right in front of me, but um, yeah, they, they are surprising. Now, the thing is, is can they stay surprising? I hope so. God, I hope so. This season will have to be called the Castle Run. Yes, <laughs> the Castle Run. Yeah. Um, uh, if, funny enough, he has not been really. <laughs> performing at the level that I to. it's just his presence his presence alone evokes it's, greatness his, his presence alone uh, yeah he he is let's look at let's see if i can pull up his stats so far this season he has six goals 11 assists 17 points a plus minus of negative 15 all right all right it's okay in 10 penalty minutes i love phil kessel but this is not uh this is not a phil kessel season yeah uh, and there's a, I think ESPN did an article yesterday, a buy a sell of, of uh, him scoring 30, 30 goals. Can he get to 30 this year? Uh, I don't think that that is completely ridiculous. No, not out of the realm of possibility, at least. It's he's got six now. If you're asking me, do I think that he can score 24 more goals by March? Uh, probably. He's Phil Kessel, so. <laughs> He's got the potentials there. Um, another, I guess, crazy thing, if we, we flip back over to the east a little bit here. Did you see... Uh, did you see Peter Morazic get punched by Joe Thornton? Listen, man, of all the people that you, you want to agitate, why Joe Thornton? He seems like such a nice guy. That's why he got made fun of. That is why. You made that nice man over there punch you. Congrats, idiot. Either Joe Thornton has the stiffest jab of all time, or Peter Morazic oversold that like a professional wrestler. Like, 
He took a Shawn Michaels-esque bump onto the ice and then laid there like he was dead. <laughs> it looked like he got sniped in the face or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah. I, I like that his his team, you know, being the uh, a bunch of jerks, as Don Cherry would call them, painted a body outline of where Peter Morazic landed <laughs> on the ice for practice, which I thought was pretty great. Um, that's the best. I mean, it, it's I, you can see it's all in fun and stuff. And the gotcha. Yes, I've in my life I have wanted to see Joe Thornton punch a goalie in the face, and now I've seen that. <laughs> He's a uh, Joe Thornton is not giving a single fuck this season. He's no, like out man. there chirping Tom Wilson and <laughs> and I'll kick your ass too, young man. <laughs> it's 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 crazy uh i love joe thornton jumbo joe um yes. one of my favorite players in the league he's and I, I he's one of those ones that i got the the privilege of seeing play throughout his entire career which is i'm, I'm assuming will be winding down if not this year probably next year uh, maybe that's but, maybe that's what it is it's this year so he's like yeah you know i've never punched a goalie before i might as well try that <laughs> Yeah, they released a statement saying there would be no suspension. I was like, he barely touched him. This <laughs> is not his fault that Morazic tried to kill himself. Uh, taking speaking that dive. of, I've got a gripe real quick. So after much deliberation, I finally decided to purchase NHL 20 on Black Friday when it was on sale for $29. Right, so I'm doing the playoff mode. And it's, uh, gosh, is the Flyers versus, uh, I want to say it was the Bruins. Anyway, I came and did a clean check behind the net, and I got a freaking game misconduct for it. <laughs> I didn't even do anything wrong. Yeah, you got to check. It sounds like they called you for a charge or an, uh, a head hit, which they it, do on that game. Which is yeah, uh, like, it, like if you went back and looked at the replay, it's like my shoulder hit his like elbow, <laughs> and I got called for a game misconduct. I'm like, what? <laughs> I played quite a bit of NHL 20 yesterday. Uh, I, I I was off yesterday, so I. Got into hut, loaded up my team, kind of made some moves here and there. I've got Tyler Sagan on my team now, Mitch Marner, a um, few legends here and there. It's it, my team's shaping up pretty great on hut ultimate team. Uh, another thing, um, I'm in the same mode, my playoff mode. I've finally moved to the uh, the finals where it's the Flyers versus the Stars, and I'm playing the game. I, I like the commentary on this, but then fucking Snoop Dogg comes on and joins them for a period. They got Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg came on my game. <laughs> yeah, so he actually had a squad. Um, they have on the, the Hockey Ultimate team they have, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, they have squad battles. So he has a, he actually has a team kind of with LA King jerseys on, but it says at, at like SD on the front of them instead for Snoop Dogg. And it's got oh, like... I was going to say South Dakota. <laughs> he's got... Uh, his lineup had like Gretzky... Uh, Madonna, I want to say Patrick Lemieux, or not Patrick, Mario Lemieux, um, Patrick Waugh was in net. It's like, it's just Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the teams are like that. But that mode's kind of fun because uh, you get some pretty decent rewards out of squad battles. But it, it was kind of cool to see them tie that into the squad battle. And then um, it is weird. It's showing up in other places in the game. I haven't played anything. Yeah, man. Like out of nowhere, it's just like, and now we've got Snoop Dogg joining us. I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, like on the online mode, it makes sense because he, like I said, he has the, it's one of the, one of the modes on there is squad battles. And he's one of the people that recently had a, a squad. So I thought it just tied into that. I didn't know it was happening throughout the game. Now I got to go play like a, 
normal exhibition game and see if Snoop Dogg randomly pops up and chirps at me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I gotta give it to him. That uh, that took me by surprise. I had no idea. Um, all right. Do you wanna do you wanna move into talking about Pittsburgh? Sure. Yeah. So they uh, they're a beat up team this season. A lot of injuries, and yet somehow, like a like a thorn that's never gonna get out of your thumb, and they just managed to stay where they are. They're to me, in a lot of ways, they're very similar to. The New England Patriots. Yeah. So when one person goes down, someone just steps up and fills that role. Like if Crosby's out for an extended period of time, it always seems like Malkin's game just increases and he gets better, which seems insane, but it does. He really does step up and, and kind of put the load on his shoulders and he has been playing very well. Um, but yeah, they have, unfortunately they're kind of littered with injuries. Uh, Malkin missed 11 games at the beginning of the season. Galchenyuk missed nine. Brian Rust needed an 11-game break from a hand injury. Brian Dumoulin missed four games. Uh, Nick Bukestad missed or set nine nine games to kick off the season, but is probably going to miss another eight weeks. They're saying he's got some kind of muscle injury. Oh, um, Schultz is Schultz is out long term with an upper body. I don't even have a number on that. <laughs> and uh, Chris Letang just returned from a lower body contusion. And then and, Crosby's uh, still out, right? Yeah, Crosby had his hernia, hernia, hernia surgery. He's been out. Uh, he had a six-week break. He should be back real soon. That's that's one thing why, you know, that's going to be the toughest thing for you guys um, as far as holding that third place is once Crosby gets back, you know, that team's going to get better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – they've just – it's just they've had a very unfortunate – very unfortunate season so far. So very bad injury look, but somehow that team has held it together. Um, and, and they're they're one team that's been rumored for the uh, Devil's Trade as well, which would be basically swapping Galchenyuk with uh, Taylor Hall and a prospect and a pick. That's that's one that I've seen floating out there. That which... seems like a place Taylor Hall would go. You sound like you hate Taylor Hall saying it. That yeah, that like seems I, like a place like, he would. Go. I don't mind New Jersey Devils Taylor Hall, but the thought of Pittsburgh Penguins Devils or Taylor Hall just no thanks. I'm good. It's gross, right? It just makes yeah. your skin go. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> not not too excited about that one for sure. No, but no. that is that is a rumor. Um. It, I, I guess the biggest thing to say here is, like, like I said, it's it's always next man up with that team, and they have done a good job of just holding it together this season. Malkins looked great. I'm sure Crosby will come come back and play very very well, top level like he always does. Um, yeah, I, n- not much else to say about Pittsburgh except it, they show that they can overcome adversity, which points to them potentially being a really good playoff team. And the crazy thing right now is the Metro, they have all five teams, the top five teams in the Metro are in the playoffs. Yeah. They have better records than second place, third place, fourth place, and fifth place in the Atlantic division. I I don't know how the hell that worked out, but like the fifth place Hurricanes are still three points above the Canadians. (laughs) So you could end up with a weird season where like, only the Bruins get in from the Atlantic. <laughs> like, I guess the Bruins and Canadians and no one else, all the other wildcard teams come from the Metro. 
Um, yeah, it's it's just odd. Yeah. And uh, while I'm in the uh, while we're talking about this stuff, I'm gonna move over to the Western Conference real quick. We got a bit of a battle for the second wild card spot in the in the Western Conference. You got Minnesota, who has clawed their way back from adversity uh, to 32 points, which is that's that's pretty damn good considering where they were. Uh, you got Vancouver, which we talked about was gonna be a good se- as a good team this year. You got San Jose. And you got Calgary. So that's they're all sitting at 32 points. Um, so that's that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty crazy battle. I'm surprised and happy to see Minnesota there, though. Yeah, Minnesota was kind of thought as a team that maybe had missed their window going into this season. Um, with so many older players, you know, people like Eric Stahl and... Um, let me pull up their roster just to be 100%. But they have, like, you know, Ryan Sutter, Zach Crazy, Matt Dumba, Jason Zucker, Matt Zuccarello. Uh, very similar to what they had last year. And they obviously have an amazing goaltender in net. And I think that goes a long way. Um, but, yeah, I th- they're, they're exceeding expectations for sure. Uh, I haven't really looked at Zach Crazy's stats. Has he been playing well this season? Uh, I will tell you in just a sec. Yeah, so he's okay. I just pulled it up. He's got he's got two goals, or twelve goals, five assists, seventeen points. That's a that's a pretty decent. Yeah, he's leading them right now in goals. Decent season for Crazy. I love him. Uh, obviously, him being part of the 2012 Devils Cup run, uh, and unfortunately leaving the Devils. I don't have any hard feelings. I know that he wanted to play closer to home to be with his family, which is part of the reason why he went to Minnesota. Uh, he seems like a really good guy. I like Zach a lot, so I end up cheering for Minnesota <laughs> quite a bit and tuning into some of their games um, as far as, like, teams from the West go. if I, I guess if I had to pick a team from the West that was going to be, like, my girlfriend team, uh, it would probably be the Minnesota Wild. So ah, It's got to be the Vegas. Vegas for me, man. Lucky right. lady tonight. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. All right. So do you want to talk about Austin Matthews and his inability to put pucks in the net this season? Yeah, him and Taylor Hall are both allergic to scoring yeah, this year. <laughs> I mean, what, you get you, you become the face of NHL 20 and you just stop scoring? What are you doing? I think it's the stash. Yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> God, he looks like a used car salesman with it. I can't, you, you can't have that, man. I don't want yeah, to buy he, Dotson from you. I want to see you score goals. Yeah, it, he came out after their game against, I guess it was Colorado. It was after the Colorado game. He said, I thought the last game in a 3-1 loss to Colorado, which was on Wednesday, he had three, four, or five grade-A chances. Uh, the puck's just not going in. So for myself, I just want to keep shooting and make sure that we're good defensively so we can get the puck and try to challenge the middle of the ice a little bit more and just keep shooting. I think for myself, the puck is eventually going to go in, and when it does, hopefully it just keeps rolling from there. Um, yeah, it'll get in there eventually. It's 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 a little weird. He he's having struggles on the road more so than anything, and it's it's even funny that this has kind of became a bigger deal than it is, considering he does. I believe he has 16 goals, so it's not like he's not scoring at all. Um, but he only has three off his home ice. So basically, any time they go to a road trip, he's had some. Uh, some troubles. 
Yeah, he's got to figure something out, man. He's Austin Matthews. He's one of the best players in the league. I mean, it's too early in his career for him to just start not having good seasons. Um, not that this, you know, this could be a problem going forward. I'm sure it'll rectify itself. Like I, like he said, if he just keeps trying, eventually it'll go in. So. Yeah, um, and I mean, he's to me, he's still on pace for 35, 40 goals. It's not like he's. It's not like he took a massive step back. I mean, if anything, the the problems, the glaring problems with their game right now is more defensively than their ability to score goals. Um, <laughs> the goal scoring doesn't seem to be the problem in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's got some stuff they need to figure out. Um, you know, hopefully they can do it uh, or not. Honestly, I'm I'm okay if they don't make the playoffs. No big. No skin off my back, as they say. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about old uh, Mr. Dylan Larkin. His hit on Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, so Alex Ovechkin scores. He scored earlier in the game that put them up by one. Um, and then, uh, you know, towards the end of the game, doubles pull their goalie. Ovechkin scores one um, on empty net, and then they have to leave the goalie pulled to try to score. He ends up scoring a second one to complete the hat trick. Afterwards, Larkin kind of skated back real fast towards the empty net because he's kind of the one that completely got deked by uh, Ovechkin to give him just a basically a breakaway to the empty net. Um, and it kind of looked like he was going to slam his stick against the goalpost and just kind of break his stick. But instead, he just, like, candlesticked Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> and, like... You see Ovechkin stand up, and he's so surprised. He's like, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's more like he's more surprised than upset uh, in the clip. But uh, Ovechkin is a tough player, so I doubt that he's going to forget that shit. So hopefully Detroit doesn't have to play them for a while. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a weird thing. I guess just frustration, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know too much about Dylan Larkin as a player, but I mean, I don't know if this is something that's in character for him or if it was just, you know, an off night. He's been showing some frustration this season. I mean, he, you know, he spent the last three years with the Red Wings kind of just being nothing teams. Uh, and, and this season they, I think registered and, and don't, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but last time I checked, they were, outscored like 15 to one or something in recent games. Yeah. So it's just, they're not able to score. Jimmy Howard's been hurt. Um, it's, it's just been bad all around for the Red Wings. Unfortunately, um, they, I mean, they got some bright spots there. I think the Fabry trade was really, really great. Uh, a great move on their part. He's played really, really well for them. But, uh, as far as Dylan Larkin goes, he came out and he said, I was frustrated that the last goal was my fault just to build up. I didn't mean to take out Ovechkin. I think he just happened to be there. So basically, he just was a blind rage. Yeah. Uh, and it happened to be Ovechkin that hit him. But uh, I don't know, man. I feel like if you if you hit Ovechkin that way, it's going to come back to haunt you. And Ovechkin's dropped the gloves before, and so has Larkin. So maybe we'll get a really good Dylan Larkin-Alexander Ovechkin fight. God, can you imagine? That'd be a freaking battle right there. <laughs> one can only hope <laughs> i don't want any, either of them to get hurt but i would love to see a you know, good scuffle yeah um all right 
Let's see here. Uh, you want to talk about these Colorado Avalanche and how fucking great they are this season? Because, <laughs> I mean, they made the playoffs last year, but goddamn, they're they're not they're not giving an inch this season. Yeah, they they've looked really really great, and and Kel McCarr is just fucking running around with rookie uh, running off with rookie of the year at the beginning of the season. I think I said Quinn Hughes. I thought he looked has looked really really good. Um, he's kind of came back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, it, I would say Vancouver in general's kind of came down from how high they were playing towards the beginning of the season. They're still playing really, really well, but uh, yeah, it's not quite, quite the same, but I, I mean, he's at the sum, he, he's, he's already being talked about as possible Norris trophy winner as a rookie. Um, that team is just, damn, they're really good. And they're talking about trading to get Taylor Hall. Uh, that, that's one of the rumors that is out there. And it's just like, can you imagine like that team needs to get any better? No, like, man, they're just going to keep steamrolling. Nathan McKinnon and Taylor Hall on a line together. The the league doesn't need that. It's not no. fair. <laughs> uh, no, man, that's, that'd be nuts. Uh, so, I mean, that would actually be, at least that would be fun to watch if that happened and, and the devils would get a good prospect back. But, uh, yeah, so they play the Bruins today. So we're going to get to see. I mean, That's I'm going to be a game. This will be the game I'm watching for sure tonight uh, as I indulge in some adult beverages. <laughs> Way to but do yeah, it. this it's at the it's at the garden. So this will this should be a fun one. Um, I don't think there's any major injuries. I, I, I guess Nazem Kadri's out uh, tonight and Patrice Bergeron is still out. That's the other thing about the Bruins, man. Like yeah. Patrice Bergeron. He's been out for a minute, too. He's been out, and he's like, he's consistently considered one of the best two-way forwards in, or centers in the league. Like, he, he always gets the, he's always getting nods. He's won the Selkie Trophy mo- multiple times, but he's always getting nods for it. Um, he's a great player. And I, I actually heard something really funny the other day. I think it was on either the uh, Hockey Buds. I think it was on the Hockey Buzzcast where uh, they were talking about the Boston Bruins show footage of Patrice Bergeron and the way he plays center to every one of their centers and tell them to mimic how he plays. Like he is that good that that's like, they don't even, they don't even bother trying to train these guys. They're just like, play like Patrice, watch this video. <laughs> I get t-shirts on your first day, play like Patrice. <laughs> so they're going to get, they're going to get even better. That's the crazy thing about the Bruins. And, and uh, obviously if uh, when Kaji comes back, I think if he comes back, I don't know the extent of his injury that's going to help them. And, and I do think there is a good chance that just because the, I could see the Devils doing something uh, trade with the Avalanche. There's just a lot of pieces that kind of fall into place there that would make sense. So if they end up getting Taylor Hall, man, that's 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 going to be a team to watch out for even more so than they already are. But yeah, that that's going to be one hell of a game tonight. Yeah, it'll be a fun one to watch for. Uh for sure um all right uh you want to talk about this eight-year-old that got a game suspension <laughs> yeah uh, this this was fun this was fun <laughs> this kid was suspended five games <laughs> uh hold on let me pull up the hit because i i guess i should give some live hot take that was on a, this. that was a full-on goon-ass hit <laughs> This kid's a goon. I like it, but this it's kid is a goon. scary because you gotta you gotta be careful of the head injuries. But yeah, this kid, <laughs> this kid is this kid's good. Yeah. So 
basically just to set the the mood up for everyone, he uh, he boarded the shit out of this kid, and yeah, you know what like you think full about on that? just friggin' <laughs> massacred him. If if you know anything about um, <laughs> eight year olds <laughs> playing hockey, uh, they don't actually make it all the way up to the glass <laughs> in some instances. So this kid legitimately just ate full on board. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they suspended they suspended the kid for five days. Uh, it's supposed to be no contact, I guess. It was supposed to be a no contact game, and he just he just blazes it and unloads on that kid. I don't know if he, I mean, he definitely hits him. It's not like he just couldn't stop. Like there's a <laughs> there's check. You can see his little arms make the check motion. Uh. It's good stuff. If anyone wants to watch this, uh, the Hockey News has has the article. Just search eight year old on their site, and it'll it'll pull up. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to laugh at it because the kid did get a concussion, and that shit's scary, and I get that. Um, but at the same time, guys, it's hockey. Fuck, hockey's a you like it's not always intentional, but there's there's contact in hockey. <laughs> it happens. Um. Yeah, but this was like this was I mean, the, even yeah, if this, this was a bad hit. Contact, this, yes, <laughs> it was like a bad if this hit. happened in the NHL, the guy would be suspended for yeah uh, games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible hit. But hilarious, it, but terrible. Terrible, yeah. Well, I think it's what makes it hilarious is the thought of this guy's out there like Tanner Glass playing <laughs> this little kid. You're just, just Eric Lindros up. him. <laughs> <laughs> kid's gonna become an accountant now he's like yeah hockey's not for me anymore mom (laughs) well i mean that that is i I, why was he even attempting to check him if it's supposed to be no contact hockey Uh, maybe maybe he was just focusing on like his his skate work and just didn't see what was going on um maybe we found where mike babcock is coaching now okay See the coach of this eight-year-old team? <laughs> you don't hit them hard enough, I'm going to spray you with a water hose on the ice. It's going to be real <laughs> cold in here. <laughs> it's going to be real <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's unintentionally hilarious. So uh, I guess we'll... Uh, well, I feel this is I'm saving this most important one because it's a subject that we have we've done before, a player that we have talked about before, Mark Pavlich of the 1980 US men's hockey team has now been found mentally ill and dangerous. Yeah, um he was actually arrested a while back if I'm not mistaken, like threatening his neighbors and kind of wandering around his backyard. I don't remember all the details of that story, um, but that kind of plays into this a little bit. Um, let's see. Let's pull up exactly. I'm trying to see if I can find that incident, if you want to talk a little bit while I, while I try. Oh, to- yeah. Um, I mean, I, from this article, there, you know, as it becomes a question of, is this because of all the... Uh, the hits to the head that he took during his career is it uh or is it just something that was always there and he just you know let go um i tend to lean more towards this being a result of head injuries just because looking back i mean helmets weren't always worn or they weren't the greatest 
Um, so, I mean, there's there's no way to say, but it's, it's always a shame to see someone who came from, in this guy's case, being an Olympic gold medalist to where he is now. Yeah, so it is going to be inter- – and unfortunately, this is one of those things where there's still as – much, as much as we know about concussions now, um, there's still not a direct correlation necessarily with these different – these different scenarios and they never really can get a, like it's, you don't really hear any follow up on it is more of the problem. Like I want to see the thing seen all the way through. Like if we're saying this is concussion and, and he's unfit to stand trial. Um, if he's going to be going, I'm assuming that they're going to send him for psychiatric treatment. I imagine so. Yes. As opposed to going to prison. Um, they should be doing brain scans. I, like more studies on this stuff needs to be need to be done, especially with people that are actually dealing with the issue actively, and we're not waiting till, unfortunately, when they pass away, um, to do brain scans and such. Like it, I, I feel like there's a lot that can be learned um, from that scenario in general. But basically, the uh, the crime he committed, he it was back in August. I think we even talked about it. Yeah, uh, James James T. His friend James T. Miller, he basically bludgeoned him with a metal pole. He cracked his ribs, bruised his kidney and fractured one of his vertebrae. So when they say unfit for trial and mentally ill and dangerous, like that is the crime that he was on trial for. So, you know, dangerous, I think uh, plays, plays into that for sure. But it's unfortunate Pavlich, a huge part of the, you know, that team USA win. Russia, and then he played five seasons with the Rangers, also spent time with Minnesota North Stars and the San Jose Sharks. He uh, had 329 points in his career and 355 career NHL games. So, like, that's actually not that bad. No, Uh, that's not terrible. Almost like a point per game. Um, So I don't know why his career was as short as it was, but uh, it, it sounds like he's had some had some problems. I send uh, you know thoughts out to him and, and, and also to this poor guy, James T. Miller, who was attacked um, by someone who we assumed it was his friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, they're, they're, it's just ba- sad all around. And, and if it is, I, like I said, I, I think it's, it's easy to tie this back to con- concussions, but that's may not necessarily be the case here. Yeah. Um, I, I know that they said he's likely suffering from, post-traumatic stress disorder with delayed expression and secondary psychotic features as well as unspecified unspecified neurocognitive disorder um so when they say unspecified they can't necessarily link it with concussions but that's kind of what it seems to be getting at yeah this is sad all around do you have any other thoughts on this one no i just uh you know i want to see i don't i don't ever like seeing stuff like this happen so i mean it's just uh you know, if it is if it is concussion related, maybe they can take steps to make sure shit like this doesn't happen again. Or, you know, it's 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 always tough. Um, but we'll move on from that. Uh, we'll yeah, go let's ahead talk, and let's, uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about something that'll make everyone smile. Ovechkin on the bench, <laughs> eating his heating his helmet up with a blowtorch. <laughs> hey, you know what? Man improvises, he adapts, and he overcomes. <laughs> the Russian machine will break. Also, no. fix on helmets. 
Oh, clearly, clearly he's a cyborg. So I mean, <laughs> it's like in the middle of the game. I mean, this is like some 1970s, 1980s ass old school hockey stuff. <laughs> like they have an equipment manager. He's like, no, just give it to me. I got it. <laughs> it's like the greatest, and he's just like nonchalantly on the bench with a blowtorch. Uh, <laughs> he is. Uh, before we move on, we should just do our check-in on Ovechkin and his chase towards Gretzky's goal-scoring record. Um, I know that he is having a very good season. He has 20 goals already this season, 11 assists. He's sitting at 31 points, a negative three, only 14 penalty minutes. Uh, yeah, he's playing lights out. I'm just looking at this picture of him just casually and calmly sitting there with a blowtorch to his helmet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is, is, where is yours cold? <laughs> where did he, he get the blowtorch to... from? Because he just pulls it out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I think Does... he was trying to stretch the helmet. Maybe he got a new helmet or something, and it wasn't fitting quite right. The plastic piece, of, the plastic of it, I, I'm not sure. Like I said, that's some, I've never seen a player do that. I've seen um, the equipment managers do it in the past, but I've definitely never seen a player do it. That was a new one for me. Yeah, it's just like, ah, fuck it, I got uh, Don't worry about it, guys, I got this. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny, the fact that he just pulls it out of nowhere. Like, did you bring that to the game with you? <laughs> oh, man. So do you have any uh, any games oh. you're looking forward to besides Avalanche in Boston this weekend? Games I'm looking forward to. Let's see. I actually do. Um, the Flyers better win this one today. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, they better win against the Senators. I'm going to be so pissed if they don't. Um, all right, so let's see scores we got. What's the, what's the score? It was 2-1 last time I looked. Uh, it was 2-2 still. So outside, it's the end of the second. So I mean, we still got a whole period. Definitely Avalanche and Bruins. That game's going to be lights out. Um, I think Islanders and Stars would be a pretty good game. Uh, tomorrow, definitely the Rangers Golden Knights game because I think those two teams are pretty uh, pretty comparable. They're pretty comparable in their uh, their their standings too. Um, yeah, that 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 should be a really good game. Um, Malcolm Subban has started five games and actually looked pretty decent. Not so much against the Devils. He looks yeah. I'm, it looks like okay he's finally uh, finally getting his footing, which is good because you know I, I like Malcolm Subban as a goalie. So yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're going to send some well wishes to Mark Andre Fleury, whose father passed away. He's he's we didn't do a full injury report this week, but he's basically been out. So Subban has been carrying uh, that load, and I. I by all accounts, has overperformed, in my opinion, of Malcolm yeah. Subban. Yeah, he's Maybe definitely he he's picked up the slack. Maybe that's what he needed. He just needed a long stint in net. And if he can come become a solid backup goaltender for Marc Andre Fleury, that's that's a great thing. I mean, I don't think I think his contract is very very reasonable. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good all around for them. That's going to be a good game. I, does it say who's playing in net for the Rangers? Uh, for the Rangers, I believe. Well, let's see here. We got. Where did it go? Because it because it seems like Lundqvist has been switching. He's yeah. Been 
one game on, one game off as of late. Uh, goal ten. Yeah, it says Lundquist. So it either be him or uh, George Eve. Yeah. So yeah, they've been they've been kind of switching out. George Eve has looked a little shaky this year, more so than yeah. I thought. But to be fair, that team has kind of started turning their season around a little bit. Um, like so, I was saying, man, yeah. I'm glad to see them uh, crawl their way back up there. I, I'm not. I fucking hate the Rangers. But for hey. the Rangers fans out there, that's yeah. that's good news for you guys. They're turning it around. They looks obviously looked really, really good against the Devils. Uh, Everyone Zavanna's looks good dad. against the Devils. <laughs> Zavanajad is, is, was a man unleashed against the Devils. He looked like a monster among men out there. Like he was playing a bunch against a bunch of peewees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I could make fun of my own team while still hating the Rangers. Uh, but no, they look good. That should be a really good game. That'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man, that's uh, I'm looking um looking forward to all those. Uh, I can just hope the uh, God. I, I just I really need the Flyers to win this game. <laughs> yeah, they got sure. 14 shots I, on goal through two periods. I need to uh, they need to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, my big one, the the one that I'm probably looking forward to the most is that Avalanche Bruins game. Now that I knew that they're playing today um and that's going to be a good game yeah absolutely is going to be a good game it's so great to have hockey to talk about remember we're trying to do this show over the summer (laughs) we're just like (laughs) we had so much i don't know (laughs) yes any inkling of news and we're like all right boys let's stretch this out (laughs) it's like jack hughes shows up in new jersey has dinner with on hangs and you're like yeah that's a new story puts his puts his pants on in a weird way all right <laughs> we got something here guys let's run with it uh did i think we hit everything is there yeah, did, did we leave anything out no i think we uh think we tagged everything we needed to all right well as always you can hit me at, at chris r Patton on twitter or at christopher r Patton on facebook make sure you check out geek vibes live Website's got all the podcasts up. If you look for us on Spotify, make sure you search Skates to Throats. We are separated out. Um, on iTunes, Skates to Throats, we're also posted on Radio Republic, and some of our shows get uploaded to YouTube. So you'll be able to find us. We do have a show specifically about the Devils tomorrow and probably a little more deep dive on the Metro with Sean, who actually uh, went to the Vegas, the Vegas game. So we're going to talk a little bit about his experience there. But that's pretty much it for me. Dakota, go ahead and say goodbye to the good people. Yeah, and you can hit me at LeshockDakota on Twitter. Um, Go ahead and leave us a review, rate, review, for uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you can, just rate and review us. If you think we're uh, doing good, if you think there's something we need to fix, let us know about it. Uh, I'm, I'm always open to criticism. We want to hear back from you guys. Um, but Chris, yeah. you have a, yourself a wonderful week, my friend. You too, sir. And I guess before we sign out, how's the website coming along? Because I guess that's the other news is we... Yes, are... I am still working on the website. I have I have the Hall of Fucking Awesome just about done. Um, trying to get some Trying to get some little things here and there done, and it will be up. And then it'll be your one-stop shop for all things Skates to Throats. All right. Awesome. 
So next week we got we got a rivalry for you. We're going to do the interstate rivalry. So if you're listening to this next week, you'll get some West Coast rivalry. I don't think we've done one yet out in the yeah, California man. area. So yeah, that'll be good. good. A little bit of Kings versus Ducks. Uh, oh yes, so that'll I get be to talk little... about my mighty Ducks. <laughs> get to talk about the mighty Ducks. Yeah, uh, the true Mickey Mouse organization, Wayne. <laughs> Hey, Tom, I can take a shot at Wayne for saying that. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Dakota, you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye.